Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today we are talking about Dragon Quest Builders 2 and probably a little bit about Dragon Quest Builders 1. Hit the Dragon Quest music, Craig. Didn't say hit the cowboy music. Seriously? Jeez. I don't know. Okay. I like, see every time that you say hit the X music, I like to just see, I like to surprise myself and see what tune comes into my head first. And that was the tune, huh? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, maybe one of these days we'll get uh, Charge of the Light Brigade. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, or the the one with the hell. What was the one? Ride of the Valkyries? Yeah. Ride of the Valkyries. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. 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 No more apocalypse now. Okay. Apocalypse later. And with me to discuss Dragon Quest Builders 2 and a smidge of Dragon Quest Builders 1 is my good friend Craig. Hi, I'm your good friend Craig. That's great to know. If I could get that embossed on a little business card, that would be great. Mm, I'll, I'll do that for you. Uh, so again, we're using the kind of a new format we're toying with here. So we're not going to have, this isn't going to be a two-part episode, but this is going to be part one of the big episodes we do every month. The episode after this is going to be on Vanquish. If you could get an hour and a half out of the story of Vanquish, I, sir, will ship you a shiny dollar because that's very hard to do. So we figured we'd pair this up with something that's kind of breezy and see how this goes in terms of new formats. So, Craig? Yes. How do you feel about the new format? I like it. I really, I really like it. We, whatever we recorded last time, um, Divinity, Original Sin. Divinity. Um, which did end up going on for far too long. Uh, it feels better to talk about. It's easier to talk about a game with less structure because we do very little preparation as it stands. So not having to then pretend that we do is amazing. It's very liberating. See, I, I, I think we've gone through an evolution here because mm -hmm. we, when we started, we had a lot of structure. But then we realized coming up with topics is hard and we're all dumb. Mm -hmm. So then we decided, okay, let's just talk about games. And then we had little to no structure. Then we moved on to doing bigger games like Persona and Yakuza. And we were like, wow, we need some structure. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're back to... Do, do we? Do we need structure? I don't know. I, I think it also depends on how story-based the game is. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Anyway, to kick Dragon Quest Builders off, why don't you give them the stats? Okay, let me just Google. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Apologies for any Japanese names that we butcher Ex murderously. Excuse me, but I am becoming so hyper-professional and dual-linguistic. <laughs> lingu however you spell that word. I can tell. However you say it, even. <laughs> Sorry, it was released on the Switch and the PlayStation in December 2018, Japan, and then July of 2019. And then it came out on Windows in December of 2019. So it's a fairly fairly recent game. I like doing recent games. It feels kind of good and current, which is nice. Uh, it was developed by Square Enix and Omega Force, published by Square Enix. I played the beta. Oh. Jeez, you people. Oh. Um, directed by Kazuya Ninu and Takuta Edegawa. Uh, see, got that there. Uh -huh. It was produced by three other people. Um, it was designed by Mari Takahashi, programmed by Yoshinao Yamagashi, and it was arted by three other people. <laughs> Bit effect, read you the Wikipedia. And written by Ko 
<laughs> it's good, isn't it? Go to Wikipedia and, and see what it is. Anyway, it's an action role-playing game, stroke sandbox, stroke Minecraft game, um, but not actually Minecraft, and we'll probably get into the nuts and bolts of why it's not. Um, yeah. Why it's better than Minecraft. Uh, in case it's, you weren't aware... Mm- this is kind of a spin-off from the Dragon Quest series. Now, there's not a lot of clues, but if you look on the back of the box, you can see the copyright information that lets you know this is part of the Dragon Quest mm. uh, franchise. It does have a very Dragon Quest feel. Not like in the enemies and the slimes and things, <laughs> but it, it's it got a very Dragon Quest feel, doesn't it? Like, everything about it, but really looking at the box art and looking at the back, you wouldn't know that it was Dragon Quest. Either. No, no, yes, <laughs> it's very tricky. I wonder if this is kind of like one of those sneaky spin-offs. We'll see how it does, uh-huh. and then maybe we'll hit it with the full Dragon Quest branding. Yeah. Um, so, But yeah, the, the game plays exactly like a Dragon Quest game <laughs> in terms of sure. cadence. Turn-based combat. Don't, well, apart um, from the turn-based combat... Exploring that. an overworld, well, gathering a party members. Um, now that we have this secret Dragon Quest game statted out, uh, Craig, why don't you tell us your history? I have no history, obviously, with Dragon Quest Builders or Dragon Quest Builders Two. I've heard you and Luke talk about it, and decided it wasn't for me because, although I like a Dragon Quest game, and I do like Minecraft. I always felt like this wasn't going to be for me because I don't know why. It just always skipped me by. And then you played it recently and I thought, oh, I'll give it a bash. I'll give it a bash. What's the worst that can happen? And I ended up sitting over the course of two weeks playing it religiously. And that was my first. Yeah, that tends to happen. Yeah. I totally and utterly, I didn't bother with um, going back to Dragon Quest Builders 1 because apparently 2 has a lot of kind of quality of life in inverted commas. Think upgrades and generally I just thought I'll go for the latest one and see what happens yeah yeah, this is one of those times where I like fully endorse now start with two if you want more then you know put on your your trousers and go back to one but you're going to have some differences uh, I started with Dragon Quest Builders 1 uh, my daughter was actually the reason I got it she then played it for 12 minutes realized you had to read and put it down and so I was like well I now have this game I might as well play it um, I, I genuinely, except for a few caveats, really liked having structure in a open world sandboxy kind of thing. And so I bought this on release day and then waited two years to play it because I have a sickness. What? How did you manage to wait two years? Because it was always there. It was always, oh, hey, oh, yeah, I got to get around to Dragon Quest Builders 2. And then, like, Pathfinder comes out. And then, like, Pillars comes out. And then the Neo 2 comes out. And then you're just like, oh, God. I'll, I'll get to you at some point. I'll, I'll get to you. I'm feeling like this you is are... my sinking city. Yeah, I was going to say, you've got your own games where you have them and you're like, uh. And I'm pretty, sure, uh, I'm pretty sure I will like Sinking City. I like the developers. I like the general theming. And I like the mechanics of those games. I don't think there's anything I'm not going to like about that game. For some strange reason, it's made it into the disk drive and installed and updated. And then it just eludes actual playlist time. 
And now's the worst time to get into it because now we have a new console generation and you're so hyped for the new stuff coming out that you're like, well, you'll always be there. I already have you. Yeah. Well, this is, the, but, this is the thing that I, I had messaged you before. This is my problem now is you bought me the Sinking City for Christmas two and a half years ago or something like that. <laughs> um, so, yep. so I got it in the mail. I've had it sitting in a drawer for two and a half years and now a PS5 optimized version of Sinking City has been released, but the, the old one doesn't upgrade to it. So now I've got an old well, game and there's a new version of that game. Well, if you have an album on record, doesn't mean you can't buy it on CD, you know? I mean, I can't say it ran terribly on PS4, so I'm guessing just loading screens would be optimized, all that. Anyway, this is not the Sinking City podcast. Um, Out of dumb curiosity, though, is there a game that you've bought? I mean, because that's a gift. That kind of is in a different category. Is there a game you've bought that ends up sitting there for so long, and then when you play it, you're like, why didn't I play this sooner? Um, well, you know my one horribly, horribly, horribly guilty feeling is a few years ago, I bought Tales of Berseria, Berseria, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it is sat at my, I'm going to play that next after I finish this game, I am going to play that game because I said I would three years ago or so, whenever, mm-hmm. when it was new. And I and I said to you, like, three weeks ago, I'm going to play Tales of Brasilia, and I ended up playing Bloodborne, which I would never have normally played. I think You're getting closer in letters. I'm getting closer. You're letters. getting closer. Um, but I just I cannot... And then after I finished Bloodborne, I'm like, I am totally going to play Tales of Brasilia and started playing Yakuza 4. And I'm just like, I, I don't know, I just can't bring myself to even start it. Well, I mean, the, other than the fact that you lied to Austin, our, our good listener, uh, who probably stopped listening because you just never played it. I mean, I played one that I said I was going to play, but you lied. And I feel terrible. I feel terrible for it. Um, and there are other games that I've said I'll play and I'm not going to play or I've bought you know when there's a sale on and something was 45 quid and it's now 6 pounds and I'm like I've bought a lot of those games and just never touched them <sighs> well that was this episode thank you for joining us about Dragon Quest Builders 2 we're now depressed that we have so many games to play and no, that's still have it's to work. A good thing, Dave. It's a, we have absolutely. It's a good it's thing. A good absolutely. Thing. Yeah. Um, what about you? Is there anything um, else on your? I've had that for two years and not played it. Half of my PS4 shelf. Oh my God. <laughs> I still have. Uh, I think I still have eighty-seven PS4 games that I have not even booted up. I have so many to get through. Um. But yeah. This isn't the year for that, by the way. No, it's no. not. Anyway, um, back to Dragon Quest Builders. Yes. So um, I liked this so much more than one that I ended up platinuming it. And I don't platinum a lot of sandboxy games because a lot of it is full of, I don't know, just collect everything, do everything. Eh, that, that wears on me after a while. Um, so what? let's focus on what makes this different from Minecraft yeah. and as to why somebody that might not like Minecraft would like this. Yeah. Uh, you're way more familiar with Minecraft because I've only played it for like a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose if we go with survival version of Minecraft, 
as opposed to this. So your survival Minecraft is you're plopped in the middle of a randomly procedurally generated world and you basically have to forage and survive. You're constantly trying to cut down trees and gather resources and build things with the eventual point of getting enough armour and bread to go and fight the Ender Dragon. And it's a long and arduous journey which can have moments of creative beauty like if you're playing in multiplayer like me and Luke always did you know it was always like he would be farming because he likes doing the farming stuff and then I would go mining because I liked doing the mining stuff and it was just relaxing the main that that building part say you've got an idea in your head of a house that you want to build and a farm and you do that in Dragon Quest Builders, all the component parts are there. You've got to go and get materials. You've got to place blocks. But for a lot of it, Dragon Quest Builders gives you a blueprint. It tells you what blocks you need to put in what place. And it takes, and it's not in a bad way, but it takes the creative side out of it because it's not the point of it. You're not meant to, you, you don't need to be bothered with what it looks like. You just need to do the, the steps to get the building and it's like that through. Ooh, I disagree with you there. Yeah? Yeah, okay, so so uh, the, the way I view it is Dragon Quest has a look, right? Like, like it, it just does. Uh-huh. If you want to build buildings in that Dragon Quest look, here's the blueprints. If you don't, then go nuts. I built, like, most of my buildings just freestyle. I didn't use the blueprints for uh, other than you know the massive monuments you have to make at the end oh, of every I, island. Yeah, yeah, I I I get what you're meaning there, but it, you, like if you want to build a bar, it needs to have a certain amount of things inside it. It needs to have a dart, three dart bolts, mm. and blah 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 blah. And we're meaning like okay, I see what you're coming from like there. That kind of sorry blueprint as an it's it's not a rubber stamp. It's just a set of prerequisites, and it I'm not saying it's detrimental in any way because it's still enjoyable to do. But it's not the point of what Dragon Dragon Quest, the building, the collecting of resources and the building of it is not the main point of the game. You're doing that so that you can start a town and the villagers then collect resources for you. And then eventually they start... Yeah, it's almost a town builder. Yeah, yeah. More than it is a... Like, I view it more like something... Something like The Sim... Not The Sims, sorry. Like Sim City or something like that. Where you're just building all the functional bits of a town... If you need power or water or a toilet, you're building those bits and then the villagers are running it. Um, yeah, so that that's the big key difference for me was your buildings, you've got to build specific things for a point in Dragon Quest, whereas in Minecraft, it's more free to, if you want to build yourself a two-by-two two box and just stand in it every night so that you don't get attacked. You can totally do that, and you know a lot of people are happy with doing something like that. Whereas Dragon Quest feels like you're building to progress the story in a different way. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more building with purpose. Yeah, like everything, and and me like when I was playing Dragon Quest, Kelsey was watching because she was playing Animal Crossing, and I'm playing Dragon Quest Builders, and. A lot, like, you could see a little bit of envy in the old eyeballs, because <laughs> I was like, no, 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 it's cool. Every, everything you build, whether it be a toilet or a blacksmith or a hotel or whatever, the villagers will use them. Mm-hmm. 
Like I think I think to me that adds a lot of uh, interest. Yeah. It's it's because in Minecraft you're building everything to be strictly decorational. Yeah. Um it's for you. Like Minecraft is for you and Dragon Quest is for the game and the people and it and it works an absolute treat when that clicked for me. I kind of thought this is great and I'm getting all my love hearts which is your kind of like oh, town yeah. leveling up currency. So you're getting all your love, and you're just building a toilet, but you can go into the toilet and get some night soil, which is poop, and then use it to that's make... That's a great name for it, though. Really I'll, I'll, that's a great name. <laughs> um, and you can, you can obviously like use that as a crafting material. Uh, yeah, so I, I think when I started out, I was like, oh, this is like Dragon Quest with Minecraft and blah. I totally, over the course of the game disconnected the two to be completely separate things and the only real similarity is block placing like the physical act of placing blocks it's roughly the same except it's smoother in dragon quest because it's easier to mass build things and you've got tools where you can swap out a set of blocks for a different set of blocks it's it's really flexible like that so yeah so so you didn't you didn't oh boy you didn't enjoy the act of mining the same way you do in minecraft well the, i found there was very little of that like mining and minecraft you, you, if you were going to mine in minecraft and luke was going to make some bread and we, we would sit down and like it would be like a spongebob 12 hours later i'm still just sitting hacking away at mines to get coal and diamond and whatever we needed whereas in this there was very a couple of times you had to go off and get X amount of blocks or something, but that very quickly diminished. There was very little tasks that involved collecting mass things because by the point you need that, the villagers all go and start getting stuff for you. You give them the blueprint and they'll get the stuff and then they'll build the thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like I did a lot of mining only because, well, by mining, I mean you dig a hole, you slap a bomb in it, and then you jump <laughs> out of there as fast as you can. Yeah. Um, mainly so I could outfit the villagers with weapons and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, okay, we 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 really just like branched off. Okay, how did we do that? <clears throat> it's called a conversation, I guess. Oh, right. Okay. So. The main meat of what you will do is you end up just, you wake up on uh, a ship and they're all like, hey, you're a slave to us monsters. And it's the Dragon Quest monsters, of course. So Mm -hmm. everything is always charming as hell. And you end up being a builder. Now, if you you haven't played the first one, you wouldn't really get the significance of it. But they very quickly catch you up to speed of everybody has forgotten how to build things, evidently. Can't put two sticks together and duct tape it. They just don't think of that. So pretty much it's you find a desolate village where people are barely scraping by, and then they say, oh, wow, you're a builder. Hey, could you build me this? Could you build me this? Could you build me this? And that's a what, like 80% of the game? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much every single um, area you go to, they're missing something. And by the end of it, you've given them that something and inspired them to go on building and that's kind of it <laughs> yeah that really is kind of it um i mean what you have to do in every place is different like uh take for example the first place is uh called pharaoh fields and when you get there as the name would imply it's like well this used to be a farming village and now we don't do anything 
a man with a beard is constantly telling me how we're going to fail. So basically you end up, okay, this is where you learn how to make crops. And crops do grow in, I, I hazard to say, real time. Because they just sort of yeah, they just pop up whatever. Pop yeah. Uh, so this this teaches you the stuff like, you know, the farming. Oh, hey, you can use that grain to make bread to feed the villagers or they're all going to be hungry. Um, they're... I, well, how did you feel about the first island? Um, like, Since you're completely new to this. God, I went through a lot of emotions. A lot. A lot of emotions in the first island. So very quickly I learned, this isn't Minecraft. I'm going to have to do something different. And that's fine. I went through fear that it was going to become a people simulator. And I would have to actively be making sure that there was enough food. Otherwise they would starve and die. You know, like theme park style. That would be interesting. If, if if there's not enough food vendors, then oh my god, everyone's going to be unhappy and leave. I genuinely at some point thought, oh no. So I started farming to make heaps of bread. Um, and then I started to click with certain parts of it. So one of the biggest unlocking moments for me was one of the villagers says, make a kitchen, put some shit in the box, and I'll cook for you. And I'm like, what? Like, really? Actually? So I went and I made the kitchen and I put some shit in the box. And she came along and she went, yay! And everyone gave me heaps of love hearts. And before you knew it, I had a supply of bread to do me... I I, I, I no longer in the entire island needed to think about making bread. Because that person would do it. And if you threw in some eggs or something, they would make eggs. And they would make different things depending on what you made they would then learn the recipes and make it. And you're like, I'm like blown away by this. So when I got to the next place, I thought I'm going to make a kitchen and see if that works. And it does. You can build a kitchen, you put stuff in it and someone goes, I'm going to go and I'm going to cook. And uh, that was hugely unlocking. The same with farming. Your villagers will say, We'll, we'll farm and they'll hoe the land for you because you can't hoe it yourself. It's a wee bit disjointed and weird. But once you get into you, you know, like in Minecraft, you have a hoe and you hoe the land, and this you don't. You, yeah. You you put a scarecrow down and your villagers will hoe the land sometimes in a frustratingly slow pace and not covering all the blocks that you want them to. Fucking hoe, fucking hoe that fucking block. You idiot. Hoe the block. <laughs> hoe the block. Otherwise, I can't have a perfectly symmetrical field. Um, And it, it becomes this kind of like, if you want to make a big field, you put a fence around it. So you build the fence. You put a scarecrow in the fence, inside the perimeter of the fence. And that is then a large field, which you can tell people to... Uh, farm wheat in so you put heaps of wheat yeah you can specify what crop you want to grow and it's really it's just totally spun those things spun everything on its head that and the random attacks by mobs of enemies totally spun it on its head to be a completely different game so I I really I went through the entire emotions of I'm not going to finish this to I really don't like this to what the hell is this to okay through to I'm enjoying it and in, in one island, it's bizarre. All at the pace of a Dragon Quest game. So I'm like, oh my god, would you just hurry up with everything? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, and, and coming from one, right? Everything in Ferrofield is pretty much in Dragon Quest Builders 1. Okay. 
Like, it, it's... And so, for me, it was kind of the, ah, this is a little disappointing. You guys haven't changed up much. Okay. Uh, it's not until later in the game when you hit your first explorer aisle that I'm like, oh. Oh, this is a really good idea. So, uh, one of the biggest differences is, like I said, the explorer aisles. These are basically a randomly generated island that you can go to. And it will have a bunch of different things and a checklist. And what you have to do is your main character has to go up and go, yep, that's a tree. All right. And that's a rock and, and that's roots and there's gold. And once you finish off the checklist, you now have in every situation an infinite amount of whatever that resource is. So if you go to the first Explorer Island, that will give you an infinite amount of rope. So whenever you need to make something with rope, you just, it's always there. And Dragon Quest Builders 1, you literally had to go, okay, I got to go get like 55 oh, wow. vines and then make a bunch of rope. Yeah, it was it was really tedious sometimes, especially if you wanted to be creative. Uh, and these Explorer Isles... They're pretty much for all of your main resources. So, like, your iron, stone, wood, you know, uh, what is it, hay, yeah. everything like that. It's, okay, so now you have infinite. This this game is very much catering to your creativity, whereas the first one wasn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so to the point where by later in the game, if you hit a new place, you have infinite materials to build a workbench, build a house, build your basic things, you know, like build weapons. Everything could be done without thinking about it, so you don't need to do that whole, I'm going to dig a hole and I'm going to make a wee box for myself and restart everything. It, it, you told me at, at some point, you said, as soon as you see an explorer rail, go and get it. And that's exactly what I did. And it's it really, as you, the only disappointment I had was I didn't read what the guy was saying as I was leaving the island and I missed one thing. And when I went back, obviously the island regenerates, the map resets and everything. I'm just like, oh, crap. And, and there's, some, there's some some pretty tough stuff to find. I'm like, oh, okay, this only spawns in the middle of a mountain. Mm-hmm. So you got to burrow your way in. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. One thing uh, that I... Another thing that... Oh, God. Crap. You know, you go first. No, I already went first. Oh, crap. Um, the only thing that I found out too late, but in fact, like, by halfway through the last Explorer Isle, is the whistle you get will tell you where the resources are. Um, oh, yes. I did not know this. So I was hunting for, like, the last thing in one island, and for some strange reason I just used the whistle, and it gave me a, um, an echo, and I'm like, No... Yeah, I found that on like the second to the last explorer <laughs> aisle, and I'm like, oh man, that could have saved a lot of yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Furrowfield, it's it's kind of your basic. Uh, like, I don't think you make anything out of metal at all. Like everything yeah, yeah. is wood based. Um, now, out of curiosity, how did you feel about what you build on things like Furrowfield or Crumbledon or Moonbrook? don't really matter too much once the story's done yeah it's kind of like you you build it i at first thought oh well that's a bit rubbish am i way to go and do whatever but in the end i just i released myself from that burden by saying i'm a builder i went and told the people how to get on with it and now they're getting on with it so bye so then did you click with the isle of awakening because that's completely new before it was imagine going from island to island to island but you couldn't go back. Ah. So everything you built, 
that's just gone. No, I, you just progress. Out of all of it, I really I spent most of my time in the Isle of Awakening building my own place. And it, it was really nicely done. It was really nice the way they carved up the island and said, well, that quarter is from the people from that first island. So it's a farm. Take all the things yeah, I, you I'm learned. waiting for them to start a war. Yeah. You know, Moonbrook people are going to eventually invade the desert people. It's just going to happen. <laughs> um, but it is, it, it's really nice. And you do, you take the things that you learned and the blueprints that you did and what you learned and you go off and you build your own farm. So I was much more satisfied by my own working farm on the Isle of Awakening that just, as soon as I built it and did what, I mean, it took like 10 hours or something in between different islands just to build this thing, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is where you really can just, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, you want. Yep. Um, like, like for for the grass part, you know, um, we'll talk about uh, target tablets or mm-hmm. tablet targets, yeah, whatever yeah. they're called, in a little bit. But um, so I'm like, okay, this is this is all woodlandy. So I had just like a bunch of trees and flowers and crap all around that one, mm-hmm. and then around the me- the desert one, it was like, oh, okay, this is all metally. So put a bunch of metal decoration stuff like that. Um, the one thing, the one downside I still have with this kind of system is. Every room has to be at least two walls high, yeah. right? Yeah. And it has to have a floor, and everything has to be connected. If you're missing one block, the room just yeah it, doesn't it register as a room. Yeah. And uh, I this is getting really specific. If you know what I'm talking about, if you don't, I'm sorry. But you know how at the uh, the Isle of Awakening in the the green area, there's that river that runs mm-hmm. through. The thing. So I'm like, ah, oh, this will be cool. I'm going to build a giant hotel, but half of it's going to be over the water and half of it's going to be over the land. It'll look all fancy and nobody will see it but me, but I'll know it's fancy. Um, that was a nightmare to try to get it to oh, register. No. So did you have any problems with the, I want to say kind of simplistic, but I think it serves a purpose, mm-hmm. uh, the way it registers rooms? Um not particularly. It doesn't ever really, unless I missed it, it doesn't explicitly say what makes a small room, a medium room, a large room or something. So if it says... The amount of floor tiles. Well, yeah, I, it does I, say. I know what it means, but I mean, like, I, I never ever kind of, like, purposefully went out to make one particular size over another. I just built a room, and if it ended up saying small bedroom, I'd be like, all right, that's a small bedroom then. I just, don't know why you're telling me this now. Um, I didn't have any problem with the room making of it I had a problem with a certain structure which is kind of like your structure but I built a building on one side and a building on the other side and I tried to connect them with a tunnel and it just broke everything oh yeah it it just it just started going up now none of these buildings are even buildings I'm like oh man so I wound my my, um, architect hat off and just said, nope, I'm just going to build rooms. So I, I went pure stock standard. I flattened the ground. I built a big back wall. And then I just built evenly spaced walls and units. A bit like a retail park, but a farm. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of did that with the uh, pyramid in yeah, uh, yeah. the desert area. Because I was just like, okay, this is going to be like a bazaar, man. There's just like hotel uh-huh, here uh-huh. and then bedrooms here. Yeah, that, that was really nice. Um, Just to make us feel really bad. Did you did you see some of the things people did on the loading screens? Oh god, yeah. Honestly, some of the stuff people built was off the hook. Like a 
amazing and they they obviously have um themed things so when i was when i was working on buildings when i loaded a level or something like that it said the theme was hashtag white winterland or something like that and folk had built uh-huh. massive white castles with you know themed parks outside and icicles and i'm just like flipping heck i can barely i, yeah, I barely like- put windows in my bedrooms I built an igloo and I was happy, sir. <laughs> this is yeah. Uh, so if you don't know how it works, uh, they run contests, and I don't. I don't know exactly what you win because I could never win one ever. If I tried, spent the rest of my <laughs> life, I couldn't do it. Um, and the first, second, and third place, I guess, get like preferred spots. So whenever you are changing an island or whatever, on the loading screen, it shows you, "Hey, here's a winner. Hey, here's a winner." And all it does is make me feel stupid. <laughs> Because I can't, I can't build a castle in the sky. I, I just can't. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, from my daughter's perspective, she asked me, "Okay, do you think you can build cooler stuff in Minecraft or cooler stuff in Dragon Quest?" Um, and you're a Minecraft guy. I'm a Dragon Quest guy. Um, I, I what do you um, think? I think you could build prettier stuff. That's probably more functional, and you know has a purpose in Dragon Quest. But I think when it comes to creativity, when you bring in things like redstone and making booby traps and carts that go about, I think there's more flexibility in Minecraft still. Like there's flexibility in Minecraft, but there's finesse in Dragon Quest, so they're still different in my uh, yeah. mind. Yeah, I mean, you can't do, like, the weird machine stuff you mm-hmm. can do in Minecraft, for sure. Like, building a working calculator yeah, or, yeah. or things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think when I see giant things in Minecraft, it's less impressive than mm-hmm. it is in Dragon Quest. But still, I can't do either. <laughs> and let's not even talk about Terraria, because I just built little square houses <laughs> all over the place, and that was it. So, um that leads to the question of, in games like this, are you a, I want to build something massively creative, or are you a function-follows-form kind of guy? In, in Minecraft, I'm the former, I'm massively creative, and it doesn't do anything different to what a box would do. Like my house, I would go out of my way to build a glass-fronted house in the side of a ravine, probably dying hundreds of times, just to make it beautiful. But in this... By the time I realised that it registered, you know, like, rooms is the way it, ro- it does and you just had to put stuff in it, it was very functional building units, as I say, like a shopping centre. I would, I was just units with one door and it was symmetrical and fine, but it was just, it was just to fulfil a purpose. I need 10 toilets, so I'm just going to build 10 units. Yeah, I built a 10-toilet bathroom on the top of a cliff made out of glass. I don't know who would want to use it, but it looked really pretty. Yeah. Um, Although, speaking of that, the, the, the shower room that you build, the the creepy guy tells you to build a shower room. Did you notice that? And, it, and he's like, <laughs> yep. build a shower room and put the showers there, and then I want it all windows. I just don't want it walled. It needs to be windows. And I'm like, mate, that's just the creepiest thing ever. And at the end of it, he's like, what? You thought I was being creepy? No, I feel bad for the miners. They need to be able to see outside. And I'm like, no, mate, you don't do that. And a shower's not the place to be putting windows. 
That's for you, Look, them. It's it's for safety. You can see if somebody slips and falls. <laughs> you can see if somebody's choking. Mm. I mean, it's just for safety. Uh, yeah, I, I found that very fun. And most of the minor stuff about Babs, uh-huh. pretty good. Uh-huh. Pretty good stuff. Um, okay, so. Sorry, we keep getting sidetracked, I know, Craig. I know. Stop it. It's your fault. Well, I guess it kind of is. I am the host. I'm sorry. I will bear responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking about the NPCs. Do you feel they add something to the game, or would you prefer if this was just like a target tablet system, where it's just you go here, here's a bunch of objectives, I don't know, accomplish it? No, I. I think that, or do you like having the NPCs? I like having the NPCs. The NPCs make it. Like I said before, when you build a kitchen and someone starts using it, and they start farming and they start doing things, and I think it. It, well, I meant more like how talkative they are. How oh, that you mean kind like of thing? Was, not oh, right. Um, yeah, no, I still like that as well because they're all full of Dragon Quest character and quirkiness and weirdness, and there's things that you just think, why is this even happening? The fact that all the miners are the big, you know, horned helmet, topless, burly men, beefcakes, uh-huh, and stuff. I just, I think it's brilliant, and I think that's where the Dragon Quest comes from. I mean, it wouldn't be it without that, so it, it needs it. Okay, so so to you, the Dragon Quest charm is the talking NPCs and the goofy quest lines oh, and... Yeah. All, all of that. I mean, okay. plus the overarching story and the fact that everything takes fucking ages to explain. It's all the Dragon Quest charm, which I do I do like. It is, it is very slow. Mm-hmm. They, they want you to take your time. Yeah. Which goes against like everything I do in a video game, but yeah, um, it does have that Dragon Quest. Nah, slow down, relax. We'll get it done eventually. The, Just chill. The amount of times I think I said to you, the amount of times that I, my brain was going that far ahead that I completed quest lines before actually being asked <laughs> to complete the quest line. It, the dialogue kind of catches up in itself eventually. It says, "Go and." go and build 10 of these oh wait you've built 10 of these great now do this oh wait you've done that as well great it's it's kind of it catches up with itself and i, I thought I, I, I was getting really annoyed with it and then i realized it's maybe my fault because i was doing the minecraft farming and building as i mean literally farming for materials and building things yeah whereas the key with this is no stop talk to the npcs Get the quests, because this is a quest-based RPG. Get the quests, and then do the thing that they're asking, because eventually they'll ask you to do the thing that you kind of feel like you need to do. You know you're going to need to build this, that, or the other, but you just wait until they ask you to do it. And and that was probably my biggest challenge, because I, I, I suffered that throughout the whole game. Yeah, I, I did too, to some extent. Like, every new... Like, you land in Moonbrook, you're like, all right, I'm going to need a toilet... I'm going to need a, a kitchen. I'm going to need a bedroom. I'm, you just start building it before they even ask. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, we haven't talked about what makes this really special in my brain, and that's the monsters. Do you enjoy the, oh, no, group of monsters coming? It's where you have to sort of not only build to look pretty, but they need to be semi-functional. Yeah, yeah like, I, I messaged you, and I was like, I've... I, the first time it happened, I was like, "The fucked up half the town. This is really annoying. I mean, the villagers all rally together and they're like, we'll get this town back together. Don't worry. They build it in a flash. I think the screen goes... 
the screen goes dark, the screen goes light again, and they've rebuilt everything. Oh, that's fine. the best part. But I then became invested in building a moat and making sure that it was completely defensible. And every time that I did something, the monsters would overcome this in some way. Like, I, I built a moat, but it wasn't deep enough. So they just started burrowing into the side of one of my fields, and I'm like, oh, for the love of God. So... I, I found it quite fun to do and in the end I thought bugger that I'll just go out and hit them until they die <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah like like I did the whole you dig a moat and then you put spikes mm-hmm. all around the side of it and then you build everything out of concrete so it takes them a little while to get it uh, um, like I found myself wishing there was almost more of a tower defense yeah. game element to this I mean that was definitely that was my feeling with the castle. You know, out the front of the castle where you have. Oh yeah. I, I wish that was free form. They just to explain, you're the cast. There's a castle, and you're rebuilding the castle, but it keeps on getting attacked. So you just have to progressively build defenses. So you've got spike traps, you've got electricity traps, you've got um, trap switches that light flamethrowers. But the game tells you where to put all of them, and I just. By the time I did what it was required, I thought, do you know what, bugger this. I went and I made more walls, more traps, and I put a tower defense maze around the prerequisite areas. And on it, hey, I did the same thing. You, you, you never see an enemy, do you? Because they all just die. Like, you can get them stuck on a fence <laughs> and they all just die. And I just thought that was one place where. Maybe it made me start thinking if this was a tower def- Imagine this was a tower defense RPG or something like that. Amazing. <laughs> it would be great, yeah, if you add this plus field runners. Mm-hmm. It would be amazing. You do. In, in the game's fairness, in, in the game's fairness, to be fair to the game, in the game's defense, um, when that castle lot come back to your, your island, the Isle of Awakening, um, it's going to be under attack. And at that point, they say you need a hundred traps. Doesn't matter what, you just need a hundred traps and put them in this corridor. And at that point, you can tower defense the hell out of it. And I just stood and watched them all get slaughtered. Choke points, cannons, and flame traps, sir. Yeah, that's honestly, yep, yep, absolutely brilliant. So I really enjoyed that wee bit, and I just felt like the game took fifteen hours to get to the point where I could finally go, oh, yes, this is amazing. And the rest of it's enjoyable, but that that free bit of it was the bit that I enjoyed the most. Which, like, like there's the thing, right? Like, I don't know whether to ding it for it or not, because, boy, that it really feels like a JRPG yeah. to be the, no, no, here's how you press attack. Okay, 10 hours in. Now, make sure you're hitting the, yes, we know. We know how to do this. We're doing it for 20 hours. It it has that feel. It it does, and it's it's because it's this mashup of genre. Not maybe not genre. It's a mashup of mechanics that throws you off because you kind of forget at points it's a JRPG. You forget it's a Dragon. Like when we played, when did we play Dragon Quest last year? Did we ever? Uh, did, beginning of last year. Yeah, yeah. And we spoke about. We didn't it. do an episode on it. We should. Did we not? I thought we did. No, it was Game we of the Year. Spoke about we brought it up a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's got all the pacing of a Dragon Quest, and it's slow. But you know what you're in for. You know what you're in for with Dragon Quest and Dragon Quest Builders. Kind of makes you forget that at points, but then it really hits home hard when you remember you remember that you're still playing a Dragon Quest. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, like to to you um, at the back end of this, having finished it, 
Do you feel like that's a problem? Because uh, I'm sort of in that, yeah, I'd, I'd take a point. Or, I mean, not that we have points, but you know what I mean. I, I'd take a point off for that. It does ramp too slow. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad saying it, and it's in no way, like, oh, God, how do I put this? If a Dragon Quest game came out, I'm going to play it. If Minecraft 2 comes out because Microsoft decided to milk that cow, I'd probably play it. But Dragon Quest Builders 3 might be the last one I would go for because I really love being creative in Minecraft and I really love Dragon Quest and it just threw me when I, I lost bits of the bits of love with both games in this game and I still really liked it so it's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing I just think the mashup didn't add the mashup took away from the enjoyment of a Dragon Quest game or something I'm I, I'm trying I'm having trouble articulating it but you, you know roughly what I'm saying. Would you have would you have um, less of a problem with playing, let's say, Dragon Quest Builders three? Which, if you haven't started developing it, guys, go, get on that, please. Um, if it was less less handholding and more freeform from the oh. like, you know how you feel in Moonbrook mm-hmm. if it started at Moonbrook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it just didn't, if it picked up the pace a wee bit, and it is. And incredibly slow if it just let you pick up the pace ever so slightly and it caught up with that I think that format would fit much better you keep the monsters keep the weird characters keep all the NPCs keep the weird chat the story's great as much of the story that there actually is we're going to talk about a little bit of the story yeah you know it, it's not it's not a terrible thing but in my head going into it, I just thought, oh, this is going to be Minecraft with a story, and it's just so not. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I mean, in terms of, like, a hierarchy, this sits up there with, um, not Stardew Valley, uh, Terraria, for me, in terms of, I like these better than Minecraft. Um, and, and just for, as a small example, like, when you go to the Explorer Isles, after a certain point in the story... Uh, you have what is it it's called the monster goodie bag or or monster treats or something like yeah, that? Yeah, uh, monster treats is roughly right. Uh, and you have a small chance whenever you defeat a monster that oh the monster wants to be friends with you and of course you make friends in the most charming Dragon Questy way. Um, and then you can bring them back to your island. And I thought oh this is kind of cool. I'm gonna have a village full of monsters. And my villages were like ninety percent monsters, <laughs> but. I was very impressed that they all serve a purpose. Like, it's not just, hey, do you want a village full of monsters that don't do anything? It's, hey, if you get a golem, you can ride on it and just level things. Mm-hmm. Just completely flat the island yeah. if you want. Or if you get, you know, a cat, you can ride around on it and get around faster. I like how everything has a multi-purpose and nothing really is decorational mm-hmm. outside of the buildings. And this leads me to tablet targets. Yes. This is the one saving grace for me. <laughs> if the, if it wasn't there, I would feel a lot more mediocre. And we might not have even done an episode about it. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say it, if you don't like it, you know, you're doing it wrong. It's just for me. Uh, tablet targets are in each of the biomes you have. You have a snow biome, a desert biome, and a forest biome. Uh, no space biome yet, but we're working uh-huh. on it. 
And each one of these biomes, you have a bunch of small little goals to make. And every time you unlock a goal, you get a small reward, whether it be, oh, hey, you got a new tool or, oh, hey, you know, you can now wear this little piece of equipment or things like that. Like, for example, it might be in the entire island, plant 60 trees or make a five bathroom, you know, five toilet bathroom or something, just small things like that. Um, did you do them all out of curiosity? No. Um, I know you, I know you have a particular fondness for the tablet targets. I did not. I, I did some, really? yeah, I did some of them because, because I did some of them, but then I just, there's something about by the time it got, Oh God. Right. By the time it got to the Isle of Awakening, I thought I'm going to take everything I've learned from the previous island and I'm going to implement it in this farm. I then didn't want a checklist of things that I had to put into the farm. I didn't I didn't want that. That was the thing that I thought, why couldn't you have just let me be free and do what I want? And I know it's completely optional and I know... So I just didn't engage with mm-hmm. it. And that's not... So like... I didn't engage with it. I didn't lose anything from the story. I'm just telling you why I didn't engage with it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so, so as an example, uh, there's a tablet target for plant eight different crops. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, my brain, um, this is very Dave-specific, I would not plant eight crops unless that was there. Uh, see, I, I, I would want... If that wasn't there, <laughs> I would have just went wheat all the way. Just... I without seeing the tablet target, would have eight identical fields because I, I had eight different types of crop. And if I had a ninth crop pop up, there would be space for another field of the exact same size. So I would already be doing that, but I wouldn't be doing things like make a bar of a specific size and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay. Um, because it, in the, the pyramid, it does say make a specific kind of bar. You know, it's not... Mm-hmm whatever kind of bar it is, it's the one with three dartboards instead of six dartboards. You know you know what I'm saying? I Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I would be more inclined to just want to make a bar. I don't I don't need the target. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think this is definitely just different approaches. Because yeah. I saw like the lay 250 railroad tracks and my brain wasn't, oh, where am I going to put it? It was, okay, how am I going to use 250 railroad tracks? Interesting. And that was, you know, you build your grand railroad across the entire island yeah. uh, so you can get from town to town to town. Ah, see, um, I didn't do that. I didn't do that at all. I turned, oh, yeah, I turned every, the pyramid. Every tablet target was... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I turned the pyramid into a wee roller coaster <laughs> so you could jump, you could go up and down and round and all this kind of stuff. It was great. I did that too. I went all around this. You know, you go up a level and then all the way around and then up a level. Yeah, I did the same thing. But, it, you know, the line went all the way to the... Uh, huh. Wow. So, yeah, for me, um, like, I'm not a very creative guy. Never have been. Anything that's, like, Little Big Planet or Super Mario Maker or any of that, I just look at the screen and go, uh, uh. But if you give me, okay, I want a vague direction. It's like, okay, now I can, I guess I'm not creative. I'm a tinkerer, yeah. I guess. So if you're like, you you have to use 250 railroad tracks here, I'll be like, okay, how can I use 250 yeah. railroad tracks? Um, so yeah, I think we're just very different in terms of, uh, to use a fancy word, brain workings. Yeah. Brain workings. So, I like that. Brain workings. Um, just because I, I am the Lorax and I speak for the monsters, <laughs> did we recruit a lot of monsters? 
Uh, I recruited precisely one monster because I had to. And that is not anything... You didn't get the killer robots? Nope. That that can... Oh, because they can harvest a field in one swipe. Like a whole 9 by 9 grid just whoosh. And then they water it all in one whoosh. See, every time I made made something, I just treated it like I was making something for the people and that's my job done, so I'm out. I, I don't know... I, I didn't so you're a Lorax you speak for the people I think I think maybe or I speak for the I just want to get through the game <laughs> um, it's weird too because we're both really enthusiastic about this game right uh-huh. like I, in prior conversations we both really like this yeah. game but that's not to say it's perfect no. for sure there, there are definitely some things that are different and depending on your personality type as we just showed mm-hmm. you'll get more or less out of this depending on how you are as a player yeah um, one thing we were both kind of <laughs> on was the story. Yeah. So we're going to spoil a little bit of the story of Dragon Quest Builders 2. Now, we're going to spoil the whole thing, but there's only a little bit of story, so that's all we're going to spoil. Yep. Um, not going over everything. It's not like we're going to do a book club here. First question. Mm-hmm. Did you figure out who the traitor was in Moonbrook? Oh. Yes. I had the wrong guy. How? How I thought it was the dude. I didn't think it was the chick. I thought the chick was way too obvious. I'm like, well, okay, it's it's like, yeah. you know, murder mystery. And you show a butler holding a bloody knife. You're like, well, it's not him. All uh, right. So, and yeah, it was yeah. the butler with the bloody knife. Yeah. I, I took it as being it was the chick because it, the guy kept on saying she's she's being dodgy. She's being dodgy. She's being dodgy. And I'm like... That sounds like somebody throwing blame it, to me. It does sound like someone throwing blame. But if I'm constantly saying to you, Luke's an asshole. Luke's, Luke did it. Luke's an asshole. Luke went on and did this. Luke did this. And just blaming someone else. But always actively making sure that you don't talk to Luke. Then... Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, so I I was like, yeah, this is he's totally he's totally the guy. All right then, Mister Smarty Story Pants. <laughs> when you got to the castle in Moonbrook, did you understand what was going on? Oh, I I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because even I was like, well, I played the first one and I, I don't I don't quite get this. No, I I I totally not did not and I went with it because I thought, you know, that they're going to tell me to do stuff and I'm going to do stuff. And it's then... an interesting turn. Uh-huh. I'll give them that. Uh, I had no idea. Um because I stumbled across that area and you just have a bunch of people saying this isn't real. This isn't real. I'm like, "Oh, well this is an odd little easter egg." And then you go there and everybody's like, "Hey, this isn't real." Uh-huh. You're like, "Oh. I I guess." So, uh Really, really, really nerdy here for a second. Mm -hmm. So the story of the first Dragon Quest Builders is at the end of the first ever Dragon Quest game. So Famicom NES. It does the usual thing of you get to the Dragon Lord and Dragon Lord's like, we could rule the world together. Will you join me? And you can say yes or no. If you say no, uh, your game ends because Mr. Yuji Hori is like, no, you have to be a good guy. Uh So you're like, okay, I won't join you. The... Um, the idea of Dragon Quest Builders is what would have happened if you said yes. Okay. And so it kind of like takes Dragon Quest 1 and then shoots off in the other direction where the bad guys won every single Dragon Quest game. And it's like, oh, that's really cool. 
And, well, now you know what happens at the end of part two. It just kind of continues that along. Yeah. Um, as a man who speaks for the monsters, <laughs> the story bit about the monsters took insanely too long. Like, I love the skeletons with the armor as much as the mm -hmm. next guy. But that island started to get to me after a while. The prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That prison and the the pacing on that prison is so off. It's so it's incredibly slow. It's so slow. It's, yeah, I, I mean, like that was the closest I got to putting it down. Was oh, the prison. I'm, I'm absolutely the same. I, I think I did on a couple of nights after a wee while of doing it. I just thought, nope, this is it. I'm done. I didn't want this. Um, how did you feel about the end? I mean, because in the end, the, the last area, uh, you do get your buggy, mm -hmm. and the buggy is cool. Yeah. I'll give it that. Uh, I started to feel, I guess antsy would be the best way to put it, because I didn't work on anything on the Isle of Awakening until I was like, I Googled really quick, okay, can you go back to it? Okay. Because I was scared of the Dragon Quest Builders 1 mm -hmm. thing. And once they're like, yeah, once you finish the game, you have complete freedom. I'm like, okay, let, let's get to that point. I want to build stuff. I want to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't know if it was me or not, but the pacing of the last area where you're building the spaceship, mm -hmm. so long. Okay. So long. Yeah, I've, I've got that for a, a different, I've got the exact same feeling, but for a different reason. So by the time we got there, I had done everything I kind of wanted to do the island awakening. The island. Oh, okay. I did it. And I was kind of, as much as I hate to say it. I was at that point where I had already done the seven keys and I was on the three extra oracles that had popped out of the story and then, oh no, there's another two areas. I kind of just wanted it to be over, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> that happens a lot with me and JRPGs. Like, if you remember, I mean, geez, what, years ago? We, I mean, we kind of both went through the same thing on Persona 5 uh -huh. too, where it's like, okay, we're at the end. Just just get to the end. Please just get to yeah, the end. Yeah, and I, like Persona um, 5 is still one of my greatest games of all time because I'm a way to start playing it again instead of playing Tales of Bezeria. And <laughs> it is, it, there's just a point, and it's, it's the point where there's a boss and then there's another boss and then there's these, the you know, the, the angels or whatever the hell it is ascending the stairs towards the end and you're just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't need this right now. I just need closure. That's all I need. I need to know what happens. Yeah, it's like, I know where the story's uh, going. You know where the story's going. Let's just get there. Um, we haven't discussed boss fights yet, but I, I genuinely enjoy all the boss fights in this. Yeah. I think... Um, I'm sorry, how do you go? I would. Uh, I was gonna say I, I kind of enjoyed the earlier ones because that's when you feel more scrappy. Mm -hmm. Of like, uh, all I have are pieces of wood. How can I defend against the boss? How did you feel about them? Because they're kind of new. Like the bosses in Dragon Quest Builders One were more just like giant enemies. They oh, weren't. Okay. Here's boss mechanics. Uh, move yeah. this banana peel. That kind oh, of thing. Well, that that was exactly what I was gonna say. That first boss where you had to position banana peels was like. It was, again, a bit revolutionary because I didn't expect it. And the way to beat it is to use the kind of simple building mechanics of pick up block, put down block. It just so happens to be a banana that you put in the way of it running at you. It kind of worked for me. Like, it, it was really nice. They were well-themed. I think the I had more of an overarching story issue where the bosses probably... They, they all have this really annoying to me but it is part of the story they have this 
I want to let the people build up to where they almost are successful and then I'm going to smash it down. And it never works. Because by the time the people have built up to that point, they can beat you. And they just... Ooh! He got about halfway through my castle. <laughs> uh, the, the, the the big uh, Gigas guy. Uh-huh. He got a good chunk oh, in my castle. It was getting scrappy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just I I just thought, oh, that's great. The the castle guy was particularly funny because you've got a gigantic cannon that I thought it's pointing in one direction. Why doesn't he just come in from like the east <laughs> or something like that? Um, I thought the look. The, this is Dragon Quest. They, people don't think; don't they just act charming. The, the the bosses were what the bosses were essentially. I I like how the um, what's it called? The only one I didn't like was the one in Crumble Done, where you had to reflect the stuff, but he uh, kept splitting. Yeah. It it just got tiresome after a while. It's like, okay, look, I know how to do this. Just die. Yeah. I do like how the end boss was very much a, okay, do you remember all the boss fights? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what you got to do. Reflect this. Shoot that. That was cool. Um, uh, you also get to make your, your own special island banner in this. Uh, I went for Erdrick mm-hmm. on my flag. Uh, Craig, you went for... I went for using every single color in a line and then a, a solid block in the middle because there wasn't enough lines to do all of the colors. Um I I think I sent you a photo of it and was like I can't see half I can't tell the difference between all. And, <laughs> I was gonna say you used blocks of colors you couldn't uh-huh. see. I knew they were individual colors because the, there were different palette items in the boxes, but I just I was just like, oh. I yeah, like 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 for example that palette thing. Why didn't that come sooner? Like that yeah. could have been given to you on island one, yeah. and you would have been fine with it. Just just to be clear, all it is is basically a Rubik's Cube where you pick the colour and the block comes out that you're trying to lay off that colour. It's a fantastic thing that should have happened way sooner. Uh, same with the, the styles, actually. Did you muck around with the styles at all? Um, not particularly, to be honest. Okay, so well, well just for uh, brevity's sake. So every block you use has a certain style to it. Like this one's cool and this one's sexy and this one's you know manly or whatever um and so you know a villager might say hey build me a cool room and you're like okay so i have to use these blocks these decorations and you just kind of have to make a certain style of room i i liked it but they didn't do anything with it at all it wasn't like oh you know manly rooms have you know tougher strength and or you get more health back from sleeping in a comfy room or you know things like that the the only thing was some of the challenges were build me a room with four stars of quality and all you need to do there is completely line up with gold blocks just go gold walls gold floors gold doors yep yep and then and then that's (laughs) it so it's kind of slightly broken i see what they're doing i kind of get it but Again, that felt more like a theme park type thing where you need certain different things with certain feeling, but there's no mechanics to back it up. There's no reason to do it. As you, I mean, you've said. No, yeah. If you didn't do tar- target tablets, mm-hmm. no, you would have yeah. no reason to do it at you all. You don't need a fun ride um, and a thrilling ride and a slow ride and a water ride. And a roller coaster that doesn't have an end, uh-huh. so people just fly off the side. Um, just because I like to bring it up, because I, I like to try to be aware of it. Uh, as a colorblind person, mm-hmm. problem, no problem, friendly? Um, fairly, fairly, absolutely fairly fine. But again, I don't know how much effect the accessibility on the PlayStation 5 is having because it's set globally 
as I am completely colourblind at my correct colourblindness. So it's constantly correcting everything. Except for Divinity 2. Except for... Where it just said, can't be arsed. Yeah, I'm not doing this for you. Everything's <laughs> roughly the same colour, you're screwed. Okay, so, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, we kind of covered all of our bases Yeah. on it. I'm, I mean, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I think I've got everything out that I needed to get out. Like, really enjoyed it, but it wasn't at what I expected. It was better than what I expected, but I still think like I would much hanker after like just a dragon quest. Um, I am. Are you gonna play Type S? I think I'm gonna play Type probably, S again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, then you. Uh. Do you have any other final thoughts you want to throw on here? Uh, no, I have no further thoughts. It's just charming as balls, and yeah, I I I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I've got to talk right. about uh, it with you. Yeah, yeah. This this was kind of an impromptu episode. We were just kind of like, hey, we both played it. We need a second episode. Let's do it. Um. Okay. So, my final thoughts. Duh, you can have monsters in your town. <laughs> It's pretty simple equation. Monster plus town equals win. Um, this is leagues ahead of the first one. So I'm definitely going to give them props for that. There were still some things that bothered both of us. We didn't actually bring up the whole when there's some story bits and you can't skip it. Holy. It's timed for somebody who's learning how to read. My God. So there's, the, there's this inner voice that one of the characters has. The screen goes dark and it types. Honestly, Dave... I timed one of them, and for something like five lines of dialogue, it was a minute and a half or so. You know, something ridiculous like that, to the point where... It was infuriating. Really, really, really bad. Like, just bad. It was just plain bad. It did nothing. The the thing could say three words. It could say, go left now, and be hanging on the screen for 25 seconds. It got to the point where they were talking. I read what they said, got up, Walked to the other side of my room, put on my tea kettle, mm-hmm. walked back, sat down. It was on the same dialogue. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Very bad. Very, very bad. And yeah, that that is the number one problem with this game, would be that. I don't know why they did it specifically. I don't understand. I mean, even my wife, who is an incredibly slow reader, was like, it's still there? Yeah, yeah it's still there. Um, But... On the whole, I liked it enough to platinum it, and that doesn't come along very often. Um, This might be the first creative game, I guess I'll put it, Mm -hmm. where it genuinely clicked with me. And I I have a feeling that the reason it clicked was because of those bounding boxes that the game puts you in. Um, So, yeah. This, if I had to uh, suggest a creative game for somebody... This would be the one I would suggest first over Minecraft or yeah. Terraria. I, so yeah, for for me this is pretty top dog. Yeah, I would just sort of just to add in on top of what you just said, if you want to build a town, build it in Dragon Quest. If you want to build a town with friends and and you know like do something different, Minecraft is the social cool thing to do. But honestly, Dragon Quest is just so good for that whole have villagers and get them to run the town. It it's really good. Yeah, I, I, this game is very good about giving you a sense of purpose, yeah. as opposed to a free field. So yeah, um, 
if you haven't played a creative style game, this is a good one to ease you into it because, boy, howdy, they will make sure you understand things before you do them. Mm. Uh, so I would give it six flaming golems out of a penguin. Ooh. That would be my final score. So coming up, Craig. Yes. I don't need to ask you. I know what we're doing next. So ha 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 ha. Coming up next, we have... <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. I'm so funny. <laughs> Carry on. All right. So, as the man said, coming up next uh, as part two to this. So, it's a little late if you do want to uh, send in your thoughts. But, eh, maybe we'll read it. Uh, we have Vanquish coming up next. That's Mike's pick. Um, Vanquish is, is is a game. I will leave it at that. Yes. Um, you're going in blind, right? Like, you've never played Vanquish? I've never played Vanquish. I have it. I have right, the so Vanquish and Bayonetta ten year anniversary something. So I'm, I'm going to try Bayonetta as well, just for the sake of I've never played that either. So keeping up the streak of saying I have no history with this, Craig, you are on a roll. Yes. After that, um, we haven't quite figured out where exactly they're going to fall, but we have Doom Eternal coming up. We have Maximo from Ghost the Glory. Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't know whose pick that is, but they've got some taste. Um, we then have a giant blank spot. So, while Craig is still meandering on what his picks are going to be, if you happen to have a game, you're like, hey, I'd like these guys to talk about. Write us. We might slot it in right there. Um, generally, whenever we get a request, we try to slot it in as quick as possible, unless it's an RPG. And then it's, well, okay, give us a month kind of thing. Yeah, we might do Bloodborne. We might do Bloodborne. We might do Bloodborne. Um, other than that, we have Retro Rewind coming out that I don't know what's next. Uh, Taz, it's Tasmania, and Mist. So come to Tasmania, stay away from Mist. Just a little hint for you there. <laughs> uh, other than that, in terms of like admin news, we're toying with the idea, as you might have seen it, of starting a, a, a supplementary show of doing uh, music to go along with our Retro Rewind. It wouldn't take the place of any episodes, but we would have it, like, release on Monday for the game we were talked about Thursday kind of thing. Uh, if that's something that you're, you'd like to see, let us know, and we'll kind of, you know, try to fast-track it a little bit. But right now we're still working out, like, how we're going to do it because we are the farthest thing from professionals yep. that you've ever seen. It's probably because so, we've got lives and, you know, work and... We play too many video play games. Too, That's too really games. all it boils down okay, to. Okay, right, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. That's a really good point. So, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you should play more video games because they're fun. And we will catch you next time when the fog rolls in. Why when the fog rolls in? Make us... I don't know, because that was the sign-out of an old radio show I used to listen to. Oh. And... I don't know why, it just popped into my brain of like, we will see you next time when the fog rolls in. Wow. I don't know why that just popped into my head. So if you're listening to Cape Cod Radio Mystery Theater, <laughs> then there you'll get the reference. If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Say goodnight to the fine people, Craig. Okay, fine people.